The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true and living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right into Luke chapter 3, because why not? Hi guys, and welcome back to the Why Not podcast with me, Connor JC, and I hope that you are having a great day. I have just been on a walk and the sun is shining. Guys, there is blue sky in London. There is sunshine. I have my Grenada uh, bandana on. I am feeling the fantasy. All I need is sunglasses right now and I can imagine myself being somewhere nice, somewhere that isn't London, somewhere that isn't in lockdown. But yeah, anyway, back to reality. Let's jump in to Luke chapter 3. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Ituria and Trachonitis, and Lysanias tetrarch of Albaline, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah in the wilderness, and he went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall become straight, and the rough places shall become level ways, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. He said therefore to the crowds that came out to be baptised by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree therefore that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, what then shall we do? And he answered them, Whoever has two tunics is to share with him who has none, and whoever has food is to do likewise. Tax collectors also came to be baptised and said to him, Teacher, what shall we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than you were authorised to do. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what shall we do? And he said to them, Do not exhort money from anyone by threats or by false accusation, and be content with your wages. As the people were in expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Christ, John answered them all, saying, I baptise you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor, and to gather the wheat into his barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations he preached good news to the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things that Herod had done, added this to them all, that he locked up John in prison. Now when all the people were baptised, and when Jesus also had been baptised and was praying, the heavens were opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Jesus, when he began his ministry, was about thirty years of age, being the son, as was supposed, of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, 
the son of Malchai, the son of Janai, the son of Joseph, the son of Matthias, the son of Amos, the son of Nahum, the son of Elsie, the son of Nagai, the son of Math, the son of Matthias, the son of Semien, the son of Josek, the son of Jodah, the son of Jonan, son of Ressa, the son of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, the son of Neri, the son of Melchi, the son of Adai, the son of Kosam, the son of Almadam, the son of Ur, the son of Joshua, the son of Eleazar, the son of Jorin, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi, the son of Simeon, the son of Judah, the son of Joseph, the son of Jonam, the son of Eliakim, the son of Melia, the son of Mena, the son of Mattatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, the son of Salah, the son of Nashon, the son of Aminadab, the son of Admin, the son of Arni, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, the son of Terah, the son of Nahor, the son of Serug, the son of Reu, the son of Peleg, the son of Eber, the son of Shelah, the son of Canaan, the son of Arthaxad, the son of Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the son of Enoch, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalil, the son of Canaan, the son of Enos, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Amen. So there we have it. That was Luke chapter 3. And once again, we have just Jesus, John the Baptist, Jesus, John the Baptist. Luke in the past three chapters has really been drawing our attention and putting into parallel Jesus and John the Baptist, which I guess really helps us set our minds to what the people around were probably thinking. So in their eyes, they're like, oh, is this the Messiah? And John's like, no. And in our eyes, we know that Jesus is this Messiah. So it's really interesting having kind of a bit of John and a bit of Jesus and understanding why they would think that. Because the way that like Revelation came to both their parents, the kind of different things that are said about them from the angels, is just, yeah, like it's just so understandable that they would think that. And obviously we have that really popular verse um, of John the Baptist saying that, you know, there's someone coming after me who's greater than I. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. And we have a particular emphasis on kind of ethical things that kind of should be done in light of the coming Messiah. And that really is John the Baptist preparing the way. And also with his baptism, this baptism of repentance, preparing the way for Jesus to come and baptise with, with Holy Spirit and fire. And I think that there really is a sense of kind of this Messiah coming back in judgment against people. There's a lot of like the axes being laid at the foot of the tree. Uh, when when the Messiah comes, he's going to separate the wheat from the tr- from the from the tr- I was going to say the wheat from the trash, but no, the wheat from the chaff. And there's like mentions of hell here, you know, the unquenchable fire. So it just really is drawing our attention to expect something even greater than John the Baptist. So I yeah, I've thoroughly enjoyed this chapter. And then we get the genealogy of Jesus. I love this genealogy because it just shows just shows so much. We have Jesse mentioned, we have David mentioned, and those are names that are really popular with kind of the coming Messiah. The the rod of Jesse 
the 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 kind of line of david the line of abraham we have like covenants made with people in this in this genealogy and it goes right back right back to the garden which is just awesome setting christ up to be that second adam that perfect adam that perfect representative of humanity to god also i apologize if i've kind of mispronounce half of these names because i'm pretty sure i have i'm looking at matathias and i'm like wait matathias matathias maybe that's how it's meant to be said but i have no clue i think maybe when i have a child i'm just going to close my eyes on the genealogies and then just pick one at random yeah i don't think future wifey would like that too much we'll probably end up with admin who names their son admin i'm sure that means something in hebrew or aramaic or whatever but yeah that's such an odd name. There's some really cool names though, like Melia. That is pretty awesome. Semian, like that's kind of like Samian. Actually, I know a Samian. That's a really awesome name. Anyway, I'm I'm going way off point, but yeah, that genealogy that was that was murder for me to to try and speak. So I apologise. But yeah, as usual, if you guys check out the Why Not Podcast Instagram page, I will release some questions at some point. I still need to do questions for the last three chapters. I'm still kind of studying it, so I'm not going to release the questions till I've studied it. So keep your eyes out. And yeah, if you have any questions about this chapter or anything, then don't forget to email me at whynotpodcast.gmail.com. I had a couple of you asking for kind of the study questions that I use just in general. And it's been nice kind of having email correspondence with you guys and sending those to you. So if you guys want a copy of that, feel free to just send me a message and I'll get that to you. And you guys can also reach me on my Why Not Podcast Instagram DM if you have any questions or comments or prayer requests. So yeah, until tomorrow where we jump into Luke chapter 4, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you in the next one.